Hey, Oil Country, this is Taylor Hall. Hey, this is Connor McDavid. Double team, got it back. Score! What a beautiful move! And welcome back, Connor! This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm Leon Dreisel. This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid feeds Eberle for the hat trick. He's got it! This, this is Oil Country. Willard Myers, what a save by Cam Talbot. He got him with the left pass. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Ched. McDavid, he scores first and last as the Oilers win 2-1 in overtime last night in Buffalo. Brendan Ulrich with you on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer just leaving Buffalo. Some uh, weather delays there. Uh, it sounded like the Oilers couldn't leave and uh, the Flames couldn't get into Buffalo, but Bob Stoffer and uh, the Edmonton Oilers are on their way to Philadelphia now. Bob Stoffer will join us at 105 here on Oilers Now. Weathers Now is brought to you by Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money and providing true Alberta service. Well, what a night it was for Connor McDavid. Two goals, the overtime winner in front of uh, fans and uh, family. And uh, we'll get to how it sounded last night with Jack Michaels right now. Starts this game with a shot that's blocked. Here's McDavid getting a give and go. Backhander score! And Connor McDavid has scored 22 seconds into the first game he'll play against Eichel and the Buffalo Sabres. Edmonton won. Buffalo no score. 22 seconds into the game. Oilers top line still out there. McDavid right circle. Surveying. Pressured by Koliakovo. He'll dart to the wow. net. Quick shot. A save made by Robin Leonard as McDavid broke through three. Dumped in by Edmonton. Leonard will leave it for Mark Pesson. And now the Sabres regroup. Buffalo coming off a shutout loss, remember, in L.A. Racing in left side as Sam Reinhardt. Pulls up top of the circle. Spin centers. One-timer score. Buffalo ties it up. 1-1. It's Cal O'Reilly. If you can believe that, with his first goal in six NHL games this year, and of course he hadn't been in the league four years. Tracked down by Adam Party, and though he's off balance, is able to muster a clear to center ice. Drysaddle will bang it in, and we will try to settle this one in overtime. Minute 10 gone by in the OT. Drysaddle lead a two-on-one with Everly. Drysaddle over to Everly. Shoots! And a save made by Robin Leonard. And off the face-off, it's jammed up. And now Eichel will be joined by Reinhardt. Eichel heads for the net. Right circle. Backhander. He slid it wide. Rebound comes off the boards. Two-on-two Oilers. McDavid has a step to the net. Backhander short side. He scores! Connor McDavid scores both goals tonight and wins the game in overtime. I didn't really see too much. Uh, you know, I was on the back check and um, you know, the puck kind of swings around and um, had a lot of speed, so I just thought I'd try and get it on net and you know, it was a fortunate goal. So. 
That's Connor McDavid scoring in overtime last night, saying he didn't see a whole lot. I'll tell you what he did see. He saw that puck and some open room down the right side because he looked like a man possessed there when he took the puck and drove it towards the net with all kinds of speed. Uh, a deceptive shot to get it past the Leonard from a tight angle, a backhand. When a player is coming in with that amount of speed, you throw a backhand on goal. Tough for the goaltender to stop, and the Oilers prevail with a 2-1 win over the Buffalo Sabres. And uh, safe to say, Act 1, as I mentioned, goes to Connor McDavid over Jack Eichel. More on that in a second. I'll get to the lineup on today's program. Craig Simpson, NHL Hockey on Rogers, will join us at 1235. Bob Stoffer arriving in Philadelphia shortly. Uh, he'll join us at 105. At 135, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jerry Fleming. And at 145, Edmonton Oil Kings forward, Brett Pollock, who was uh, traded by the Dallas Stars to the Calgary Flames uh, on trade deadline, was actually playing in a game when he was traded. Didn't find out until after the game that he had been dealt from Dallas to Calgary. So we'll talk with Brett about that at 1.45. Email us, Oilers now at 630ched.com. Presented by Holmes by Abby. You can text us, 630-630. We're on Twitter at Oilers now at Bob underscore Stoffer at Brendan Ulrich. And uh, behind the glass today, happy to see this guy back at work. It's Dave Campbell, who uh, I guess had a little bit of time off because uh, he has a new baby in the house. So congrats yeah. on that, and welcome back. Thank you very much. Uh, my son Noah is uh, one month old today. It's hard to believe it's been wow. a, a month really? already. Really? It's been a month? I didn't think it was that long. Yeah, it's it's gone fast already. So, I'm like, you know, what, what people say about, you know, when you become a parent, it's like your kids grow up fast, and I'm like, okay, it's only been a month, but that was a fast month. So, but uh, everything is good. It's good to be back. Good to have you back as well. So Dave behind the glass today on Oilers Now. Uh, I should mention we had Mark Spector on the program yesterday. Uh, every Tuesday here on Oilers Now, it's Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Alberta Horse Racing. HRA, this province, was built on the back of the horse. Uh, throughout the program, we'll talk about some other things, such as uh, the World Cup rosters coming down today. Uh, so far, Lori Korpakoski, the only oiler to be named to one of the rosters. We're still awaiting the North American Young Guns, or whatever. Is it North American or just the Young Guns? I think it's just Team North America, team North America. under 24 team. There you go. And Team Europe. So though the Europe's still to come, Canada's yeah. still to come. We'll get to some of the other rosters throughout the the show as well. Um, Taylor Hall, of course, in the running for Team Canada, Nugent Hopkins, and uh, McDavid in the running for the Young Guns. So we'll update you on that. Uh, I believe the the announcements though will come after the show, but we can speculate. Yep. Um, I think Taylor Hall is a safe bet to be on Team Canada. I would be shocked if he isn't. I don't expect him to be named today, though, because they're only naming 16 players, but we'll wait and see on that. Would you quickly, what's, before we get to the McDavid stuff, quickly, Dave, would you have uh, Taylor Hall on Team Canada? At this point, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'm with you. I don't know if he'll be named as the first 16 players. And if he does, he might be 15 or 16. But I think at some point he will be on the team. So, yeah, I agree with you about McDavid. I think Nugent Hopkins probably cracks North America. And uh, is there a chance for maybe Andre Sekera or Sekera? Sekera? Yeah, Sekera. Um, I mean, off so long, forgot to uh, forgot how to announce his name. But Sekera, chance for Team Europe, maybe? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Sekera is a safe bet. Neil Yakupov not making the initial Russian roster. No real surprise there. 
Uh, we mentioned Korpakoski making Team Finland, the initial 16. Uh, Oscar Kleffbaum not on Sweden's roster, but when you look at their defense, they named a five defensemen today. <laughs> and uh, It's sick how good that... <laughs> Defense core is. Read the names. Read the names. Oh, here it's, if you it's have crazy. Them. I'll, I'll say Klingberg isn't even on the list. Yeah, but they do have uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, Victor Hedman, Anton Strahlman, Eric Carlson, Nicholas Jalmerson, and uh, Nick Cronwall. So oh, that's that's six on. to begin with. Come on. Yeah. That's that's in, that's is insane. That's easily the the deepest D core in the in the whole tournament. Well, Canada is pretty good as well. But (laughs) take your pick between those two. That's pretty good. Uh, More uh, World Cup stuff throughout the program here. Everyone wants to talk about Connor McDavid last night. Um, Right from the opening puck drop, he uh, he was ready to go. And it really seems like McDavid already is a big game player, which is... Amazing for an 18-year-old. I guess he's 19 now, but to just turning 19 in January. But to be a game-breaker, a guy that uh, is a big game player at the age of 19 in the NHL is incredible. And maybe it's too early to say that, but you look at the three big games that he's been involved in since coming back from injury, one being his uh, return from injury. All eyes were on McDavid, and of course he had that beautiful goal and three points. The game against Toronto, everybody's watching that one. McDavid knows that. He wants to play good against uh, the Leafs, the team that he grew up cheering for. And what happens? He gets five points. And last night, the first installment of uh, Eichel McDavid, he scores on his opening shift, dominant the entire game, and then he scores the overtime winner. So what can you say about the kid? You know, and and I go back to his pregame comments, and he talked about this isn't about me and Jack Eichel. This is about the Oilers versus the Sabres and, you know, don't really know Jack Eichel that much. So, you know, it's not really about me against him. Yeah, that's what he says. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what he feels. So he just rises to the occasion. And pressure is something that, you know, there's an old line that says pressure will do one of two things. It'll it'll uh, make diamonds or bust pipes. And and clearly for McDavid, it's it, it it's pressure makes diamonds for him. He thrives on it. He wants it, and he's not afraid of it, and he rose to the occasion in a, in a rink that he's very familiar in, in a rink that, uh, and let's face it, maybe he thought he was going to play in, you know, uh, yeah. uh, last year before the draft lottery results came in. So, And for him to take over the game like that in overtime, especially when you consider the power play before that was frustrating. Well, the ice was terrible. Yeah. Pucks were bouncing everywhere. I mean, they had some good looks. Yeah. So I blame the ice, but yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah, and then what happens? You, you get you get that great rush by Eichel, and yeah. and no dice, and then McDavid just takes the puck, and great rush, and great finish, and in a building, in front of family and friends, against the team that could have drafted him, against the team that uh, that has a player that a lot of people think that he's a generational player too, and Jack Eichel. So uh, it was it's a lot of fun. But every time he's on the ice, you expect good things to happen. And there's been games where McDavid has been neutralized. You know, mm-hmm. well, let's face it, he's 19 years old, playing against men, playing against veterans in this league uh, that know how to shut top players down. But when McDavid is feeling it. Man, it's like every time he's on the ice, something exciting happens, whether he scores or not. Yeah, it was incredible to watch last night, and uh, a fitting end 
to the first installment of uh, McDavid and Eichel. And here's what Connor McDavid had to say about scoring the winner and, of course, playing against Jack Eichel. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, anytime you can score the overtime goal, it feels good. Um, and to do it in front of friends and family, it uh, feels even better. Um, you know, to be honest, uh, that's not a big deal. Um, you know, uh, like I keep saying, this game was a big deal for me because it was in front of friends and family. And, um, you know, that uh, just feels good to get the win uh, you know, in front of them. So that's Connor McDavid. Um, Still alluding the questions uh, about the individual hype of that game, which uh, is good to see. Uh, McDavid always putting the team first, and uh, despite scoring two goals and being the best player on the ice last night, uh, it was all about the team after the game as well. Uh, Jack Eichel had a quick comment when he was asked about uh, the turn of events that led to that goal. Of course, as you were talking about, Eichel uh, had a rush down <laughs> down the ice, and uh Sounded like uh, Eichel was a little sour after being asked that question. Uh, yeah, your thoughts? There's eight guys on the ice, so team game. That was all he said. So you can understand why Eichel was uh, upset. It seemed like he was really trying to to make a, an impact like McDavid had on that game after McDavid scored on the first shift, maybe trying to do it himself there in overtime. But it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and I'm, like McDavid, he downplayed yeah. the matchup before the game too. But clearly, after the game, that, that comment's very telling. Yeah. It's like, I had a chance to win the game. I did it. My counterpart, who went first overall, who I've been compared to so, you know, diligently and just so, so, just so fine, uh, he, he goes and scores the winning goal. So, translation, I'm not happy. I'm not happy because we got, uh, I got kind of schooled in my own rank. Maybe schooled's the, the, the wrong word, but uh, McDavid finished and he didn't. So, Clearly, clearly, the game mattered to Jack Eichel and yeah, you know, and Connor McDavid more than they were letting on, and uh, and that's fine. But uh, that was pretty that's pretty terse uh, comment from uh, from Mr. Eichel. Yeah, no doubt that it mattered to both of them. I know they yeah. both downplayed it, but come on, they're both competitors. Uh, they're playing each other for the first time. Without a doubt, it mattered, and yeah. it's good that they they you know they say the right things. But deep down, you know that matters to both of them. So it must have hurt Eichel a little bit to see yeah. McDavid steal the show last night, especially uh, in his own building. But uh, it's okay. Buffalo will be pretty good with uh, the likes of Jack Eichel. Sam Reinhardt was pretty good last night as well. They have a, a bright future uh, moving forward, and Eichel will be the centerpiece of that. Tom McBellan, very happy with Connor McDavid's performance. Well, he played a big league game um, to get us going right off the bat. I thought Jordan made a, a great play to create the turnover, and then he finished. And uh, you know, to have the ability to get him back on the ice after the timeout, he was a little bit tired, and that was important that he got the rest and scored the winner. Um, I thought, you know, 15 and 97 were probably the two best players on the ice tonight, um, and that's a real positive both for Buffalo and, and their future, and ours in Edmonton and the league. And we talked about that this morning. It's they're fun players to watch, and uh, they didn't disappoint tonight by any means. Now, McDavid, of course, stole the show, but uh, it was a debut night for Adam Party and Adam Cracknell of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, here's what Todd McMullen had to say about both uh, those players in their debuts. I thought they uh, they entered our environment, our team, under real difficult circumstances, and did a really good job. Um, you know their uh, their input to the game into the game allowed us to uh, to be successful, and we're we're happy for them. Teammates accepted them really well. Um, you can see the size and strength helped a little bit. So um, a good night for them, and a good night for the group as a whole. 
Well, really impressed with uh, the Oilers the last four games. It looked like it was going south this season uh, in the lead-up to the deadline, but uh, they go to Anaheim in L.A., and after the coach called them out, they've really responded and played a, a really good team-style game the last four games, and uh, it seemed like both those guys fit right in. Uh, Adam Party last night, his opening shift, he makes a thundering check, so that was good to see. Um, Party overall was good. He saved that goal on the goal line, had a, a couple more hits, uh, he was caught flat-footed one time, uh, and Sam Reinhardt had a partial breakaway. So there are uh, some issues there with his foot speed at, at times. I think we'll see that. But overall, he was good, and it, it must have been tough for for a party based on the fact that in Winnipeg they have such a deep blue line, and he really wasn't playing a lot this season. His last four games, I have his ice totals here. Uh, I jotted them down. 11, 13, 13, and 7 in his uh, last four NHL games with Winnipeg. Last night he plays over 20 minutes with the Oilers. So not only is it tough to get thrown into a game with a new team, but you're basically doubling your ice time. So that would be tough. But uh, Party uh, really handled it well. And here's what he had to say about his debut. I thought it went well. Um, I felt better as the game went on. I definitely felt like I got my legs going there in the third period. Uh, Felt a little more comfortable out there. and um, It's just new. You know, you come to a new team, you got a new system, new players. Uh, There's an adjustment period. And, uh, you know, overall, I look at the game. You know, it's nice to get the win. It makes you feel a lot better about uh, how the situation goes. But I thought it got better as the game went on. And, uh, you know, it's looking good moving on here. Yeah, it's a little different. Uh, no, definitely no use to that, especially this year. Um, no, I think that was the toughest part to, is getting the game speed. Uh, like you said, only 14 games this year, so that was that was a challenge. Uh, um, you know, trying to get timing down and uh, trying to feel feel my way and my get my positioning on the ice and, and make sure I was making reads instead of chasing the puck around. But actually, I felt pretty good. Uh, you know, for playing 20 minutes, I think it's a lot easier to play the more minutes you play. Um, I don't know if we get up to around 25. I don't know. If we, I might be uh, I might be dead on the bench by then, but. Uh, um, no, I thought it went well. Um. So, Party and Cracknell make their debuts last night, waiting to see uh, Patrick Maroon uh, tomorrow night against Philadelphia. You can bet he'll be in the lineup against Philadelphia. The Oilers, all of a sudden, are a much bigger team, a team that's harder to play against, and uh, maybe that opens up more room for some of their skilled players. Uh, I think... Uh, the top two lines of the Oilers last night were both very good. And sure, it's against Buffalo, but McDavid's line was good, and uh, Taylor Hall's line was good as well. Hall had a lot of jump, and both those, uh, or Hall and McDavid, were really driving both their lines. So that's good to see. And if the Oilers can add some, you know, they added Cassian on that line, that helped things out there. The McDavid line, McDavid can lead that line the entire game. He was great. Yakupov will talk about uh, his performance and what uh, the Oilers will do moving forward with that line after a timeout here on Oilers Now. We'll also get to NHL Today when we come back. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 12-27, this is Oilers Now. Ulrich in for Bob Stoffer today. Uh, Bob will join us at 105 after... Uh, Spending the night in Buffalo and flying out to uh, Philadelphia today because of uh, weather concerns. So we'll get to Bob at 105. Uh, I should mention, minor hockey season almost over, but there's still time to salute your rank's home ice hero. Watch a video of the latest winner and nominate your own hero at atb.com slash home ice. Uh, quickly to NHL today, just three games on tap tonight. It's brought to you by Kentwood Ford. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in Washington Brooks-like 
returns to Washington being traded on Sunday for uh, Daniel Winnick and a couple other pieces. Tough. Uh, I'm sure this will be tough for Brooks like tonight. Um, I'm sure I'll be happy to see his former teammates. Maybe he's happy to get more ice time, but the Caps have a chance to go to the Stanley Cup, and I'm sure Brooks would have loved to have been part of that. He's been there since, uh, you know, since Ovechkin's been there, part of uh, the core for a long time. So tough to see him go, but we'll see what happens tonight. No word yet on if Winnick will play for the Caps. He was a scratch against the Pens last night, and what a playoff-like game that was. I was flipping back and forth uh, during the other commercials, and wow, that was an intense game between Pittsburgh and Washington. Could be a first-round preview as well. Chicago at Detroit tonight. Christian Erhoff will debut for the Blackhawks. The Hawks are tied with Dallas and the Blues for first in the Central. Dale Weiss doesn't sound like he'll make his debut tonight for the Hawks, still uh, awaiting his U.S. work visa. The Red Wings hold down the top wildcard spot out east. And the Ducks are in Montreal. They try for their ninth win in a row. Ryan Getzlaff, 20 points in his last 14 games. The Habs, their uh, playoff hopes, I guess, still somewhat alive. They're seven points back of the Pens. Uh, Condors, they have uh, some time off. They're not in action until Saturday when they play at San Jose. Jerry Fleming coming up at 1.30. Oil Kings lost 6-1 at home to Victoria on Monday. They host Medicine Hat on Friday. We'll talk with Brett Pollock at 1.45. And the Golden Bears beat Mount Royal uh, in both games over the weekend. They will play the U of S Huskies this weekend in the Canada West final. That's NHL Today for Kentwood Ford. When we come back, Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers.